Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Orlando's news and talk. Live, local, and loud. Who are these knuckleheads? Passion. We have no clear star. We can lose anybody and still be as good. Energy. You are obsessed with his mother. I'm a little uncomfortable with how obsessed with his mother you are. And a whole lot of laughs. Oh, crap, all of you. It's live, local, and loud. We have a show on a Marconi award-winning station. This is like playing for the Yankees. Here's Nick Grenowitz and Jerry Daniels. All right, here we go. We made it to a Friday night edition, live, local, and uh, loud right here on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and uh, Talk. Nick Grunowitz, Nikki Football here. Jerry Daniels is with me. We are indeed jam-packed for the next two hours as we take you into the weekend. NFL Divisional Round Playoffs get underway. We'll pick all the games coming up an hour from now. We'll check in with our buddy Andy Jordan from Andy's Magical Minutes. Covers the Orlando Magic. What should the Magic do at the trade deadline in just about, what, 20 days from now? We'll get into all of that and a whole lot more. You can get in touch, 844-580-9326. That's 844-580-9326. Also, in the open mic in the WDBO app, just download the app, click on the open mic, and we will play those throughout the show. But, of course, you know how we start every single night? A six-pack of the can't-miss stories from today. Today, the Yingling Six-Pack on Live, Local, and Loud. One. It is the Yingling Six-Pack right here on Live, Local, and Loud. And I got to tell you, it's annoying that the number one story in Orlando still has nothing to do with Orlando. It has to do with what will Simmons do? What will Ben Simmons do up in Philadelphia? The trade deadline is approaching. Do they move him? I don't know. I think at this point you take a chance, right? You keep asking what will Ben Simmons do? It's more what will Daryl Morey do? Daryl Morey has all the control here. Yes. And Ben Simmons has made it clear. I'm not going to play for Philadelphia. Daryl Morey has to decide how much of Joel Embiid he wants to waste. Like Joel Embiid is playing unbelievable basketball so this year. Well. He put up a 50-burger on the Magic yes. a couple of nights ago. And that He's, was a night that Bamba was playing well. Yeah, 32. Absolutely. I mean, Embiid tweeted after the game that, you know, 50, and then put hashtag, he torched me too. So I, those guys went back and forth, mano y mano. That's nice. Sixers won it in the second half. They're close. They're, they're friends, actually, from what I from what, what Kevin Rafuse tells me. Um but I think that's the question for Daryl Morey. Do you believe that this Sixers team, by the way, in an Eastern Conference where the Milwaukee Bucks have been missing some of their big contributors in and out of the lineup? Kevin Durant is out the next six weeks. Kyrie Irving is a part-time player. The Miami Heat look like they're good, but are they championship-level good? In the Western Conference, there's probably two or three teams that you would consider are better than, than Philadelphia. But if Philly were to add a few pieces... Like, let's say a Harrison Barnes and, um, I don't know, Buddy Heald or someone like that. Are they better with those guys than, of course, Sands Ben Simmons? Because he's not coming back to play for you. That is the mental arithmetic that Daryl Morey has to do. 
I think you have to move him like you've made your point. By the way, good for Daryl. I'm glad that he has finally told Clutch to bleep off. We're not going to do it just because you want it done. But the time has come where you can't waste the season and prime Joel Embiid just because you want to have a staring contest with Simmons. He's not going to come play for you. Two. According to the NBA store.com and the NBA itself, LeBron James surprisingly out of nowhere snagged the top spot for Jersey and merchandise sales for the month of January. As of this much, the league announced today that in addition to that, the Lakers are still the number one selling team, despite the fact that that success in the marketplace is not translated to the court. Now, the other thing of note, this is not actually is trending. They don't, they don't give you extra points if you sell a lot of jerseys? No, they don't. Huh. It is weird, though, right? It is weird. Uh, I'm going to break down the jersey sales what, for you in a second. That they don't do that, or what? What's weird about that? It's just weird that that the Lakers are number I mean, if one. They, if they did that, Taco Fall would be on an <laughs> NBA roster. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Actually, let, let me break it down for you real quick. LeBron James, number one. Steph Curry, number two. Giannis, number three. Durant, number four. Luka, number five. Here's where it gets interesting. Jason Tatum, six. John Morant, number seven. Trey Young, number eight. Klay Thompson, number nine. And Damian Lillard, number 10. Joel Embiid did not make the top 10. Um, And by the way, for the first time in two seasons, no ball brother made the top 10. Okay. Um, I have no takeaway on that one. Well, that's fine. I'm going to add this. Rumors are flying that Russell Westbrook could get traded to the Mm -hmm. Houston Rockets for John Wall. Got a take on that? Well, yeah. I mean, like, hey, hey, Titanic, would you like my deck chair? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll take your deck chair. The the last time, actually, John Wall. So if you're the Lakers, you do that deal because um, John Wall is not Russell Westbrook. And maybe, maybe there's something. Neither one of these guys play defense. Neither one of them have really been relevant as a winning basketball player in half a decade or so. So once again, I mean, why not? It's just funny, though, that those guys will be traded for one another. Is that again? Yeah, again. This would be the second time they'd be traded for one another because Westbrook went from Houston to Washington two years ago for John Wall, and now you'd flip him again. Some of these contracts are so big, and this is an unintended consequence of the Supermax in the NBA, that the contracts are so big that if you do sign a player to that because you don't want him to leave and the contract goes bad or a guy even just takes a step back as a player slightly, your options to move him are so incredibly limited because there are so few contracts that have to match. I do think I'm, I'm getting way in the NBA nerd weeds here, but I think the NBA needs to put something into place where the contracts don't have to match because guys like this, like you can't get off of Russell Westbrook. And part of me is happy because, I mean, you know, Lakers, that was a bad move when you made it. Like, no one liked it when you did it. But at the same time, I mean, it stinks when franchises are kind of held hostage like this. Three. Despite the fact that earlier this week we were told that Mike McCarthy's job was safe, apparently things are looking a little bit different. According to sources, Jerry Jones refuses to comment it and then went ahead and then made that same comment to 105.3, the fan. He said, I have a lot to think about regarding these coaches. I won't get into any conversations that I've had with anybody relative to anything to do with staff. He's just not going to make any commitments or endorse Mike McCarthy at this point. You think he's gone? If I were Mike McCarthy, that answer would make me very nervous. Yeah, um, I'm nervous. So him. this was always going. So 
I think we talked about it earlier this week. I mean, Jerry Jones has always has been loyal to a fault. Everyone talks about Jerry Jones as being kind of this emotional, rash businessman. If anything, on the coaching side, he's probably he, way too conservative. He's been the other way, right? He gave Jason, he gave Wade Phillips too much time. Jason Garrett way too much time. Now here he is with Mike McCarthy, and there is a point where you just need to pull the plug and say, hey, bad investment. Look what the Cardinals did. And I'm not a Cliff Kingsbury fan, but they had, was it Steve Wilkes in there? Yeah, Steve Wilkes was the head coach. Complete mess. One year, Steve Kime comes in and says, screw it. We're done with this. No, thank you. We're going to move on. We'll get Cliff Kingsbury. And at the very least, they've won more football games and they look like a better team. They got rid of Josh Rosen too. Sometimes you just have to admit that you've made a mistake. You don't chase good money, good decisions after bad, and you move on. And I think the week of public pressure, outcry, and perhaps just a moment to reflect has given Jerry Jones the feeling that maybe, yes, a change is in order. Four. Georgia coach, uh, the one who just kind of won a national championship, was in town, and he did it in style. He flew in by helicopter to recruit Orlando players to tell them why Georgia is the best place for Florida athletes to go. He found himself helicoptering into the field at Dr. Phillips High School. Mm-hmm. This That's is cool. epic. That's cool. By so the he way, w- he did two other helicopter drop-ins at Miami and at Tampa. There you go. You could drop the ring on the table, too. Georgia coach. What was his name again? Kirby Smart. Oh, there you go. Okay, I'm just making sure. All right, that's all. I'm just checking it out. I actually said it in the story. So you you did not, but... I did, too. You're telling me that he landed... I said his name. He landed a helicopter? Yeah, Dr. Phillips, my alma mater. Where where at? On the baseball field? On the the football field. What do you think the clearance is for that? How many people do you have to get signed off on that? Actually, I'm seeing you it now. It's actually a soccer field. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think the football field is a soccer field there, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. So I kind of six one half dozen of another. But I, I think in recruiting, I love to see how all these coaches try to top one another. And I'm sure Kirby Smart coming off a national championship. Yeah, what kind of, you didn't think I knew his name. What kind of helicopter was I, I, what kind of helicopter do you think it was? I don't know what kind of helicopter it was, but it, by the pictures, it looks really fancy. Does it have anything like the Georgia logo on it or something? It's it not Georgia. It did not. It looked chartered. Okay, it's char- I was just wondering. Was like, like, if, did- it, if it had the Georgia logo on it, it would yeah. have been epic. It would have absolutely been epic, yeah. Five. Apparently, Deion Sanders now might be looking at a situation. It could find him back in Florida. According to sources, Deion Sanders is now entertaining to see if maybe there was a scenario he could take a position back in the state of Florida, no word yet if that school would be his alma mater, FSU. Uh, he's isn't he happy where it's at? I know it's like like it's Division One still, isn't it? Jackson State. Yeah, or is it Division Two? No, it's an, it's FCS. I mean, yeah. it's, it's D one, but it's, it's D one, but it's FCS. Yeah, it's FCS, so it's not an FBS. Where would school. he go in Florida that's not FSU? Why would you go anywhere not FSU? I wonder, so he, the tough thing is, is that his identity has been Florida State. Yes. So for him to go anywhere else, it's going to be, like for him what to go. What other FBS my, schools are there that he could snag? In Florida? Yeah. Like my immediate thought would be, okay, is he going to go to be the head coach? Yeah, he'd have to be a head coach. He's not leaving Jackson State for a for an assistant coach. I don't coach even think though. there's an opening. All those openings have been filled. Like, no, there's no open I know job right now. So I don't know. Like, my immediate thought was, okay, he's going to go work on Mario Cristobal's staff as, as exactly. But, like, in Miami, like, you see him in the, in the wearing the U? I don't think he's going to do that. Or perhaps Billy Napier's staff at the University of Florida? But I, I, I don't... Here, here's, here's the big thing as well. There's no way in this world that 
Mike Norvell hires him as an assistant coach, right? No. He'd be fired after six weeks. It just yeah. does. You can't have prime time sitting on the bench no. that he's too accessible. So uh, this this feels like a, a completely unreasonable rumor to me. And also, this is what I think should scare some businesses about name, image, and likeness. $2 million to that Travis Hunter kid yeah, to go to know, Jackson huh? State. So what's How long is he there if Dion leaves? Oh, uh, let's see. $2 million, two seconds. He's up, he's gone, and yeah. the $2 million goes with him. Yeah. Six. Jamal Mosley and Wendell Carter Jr. will return for the Magic tonight. That game is against the Lakers as they visit town, which, by the way, we were I got yelled at for bringing up their, their jersey sales. But anyways... Um, no, I just didn't feel like there's any relevance. I'm looking forward to seeing if Mobamba can have another epic night. Uh, current update on that score. Lakers up 14-7, seven, seven and a half to go first quarter. Mo Bamba, though, leads the way. Five points. Trade deadline season. I oh, love it, Mo. come on, man. Let's go, Mo. Let's I go, I think this Mo. is I want to get paid, Mo. I don't think this okay. is trade deadline. Whatever Mo. you want to call that. All right, that's contract season. Yes. Trade deadline season. Yes. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, we have seen a different Mo Bamba over the last, well, let's see. He could, by the way, if. He could have seven points for the night. So let's see how this one plays out. Uh, it is, by the way, an L.A. Lakers team that they don't they're starting. Their starting center is the corpse of Dwight Howard. So it's not it's not as if the Lakers are really athletic and dynamic at the center position right now. All right. That is the Yingling six pack. Our six pack of trending stories here on live, local and loud. It's brought to you by our friends at Yingling, America's oldest brewery since 1829. By the way, speaking of the magic, our buddy Andy Jordan is going to join us uh, just about an hour and 10 minutes from now at uh, 836 to talk about the Orlando magic and the play of Mo Bomb. We'll get into it. Coming up. We're live, local and loud right here on WDBO. Now, now the three big things you need to. Because everyone needs a little fun after a long workday. It's live, local, and loud. Now back to Nick and Jerry. So, Jerry, you heard it in Joe Kelly's three big things. Uh, Meatloaf. Yeah. Passed away today. And Um, I have two questions about that. Okay. So, Meatloaf, by the way, passed away. He was honored by a famous pizza place in Beverly Hills. Mulberry Pizza in Beverly Hills, who's owned by Kathy Moriarty. She played Robert De Niro's wife in Raging Bull. Oh wow! Just a just a there's a, an obscure quick little bit quick little yeah. bit of uh, yeah exactly. Um, she's making a special pizza on Monday to honor Meatloaf. The pizza, it's got Meatloaf of course on it, basil, cheese, and some spices as well. So they are honoring Meatloaf That's in awesome. Beverly Hills. Yeah. That's awesome. They should just add that to the menu. We'll have to talk to one of our favorite pizza places in town and see if we can get them to do that. I have two questions for you about Meatloaf. And we can open it up to the open mics. All right, one, what goes on meatloaf? Ketchup or gravy? Are you asking me? Yeah. Ketchup's never the answer. <laughs> you just hate ketchup? I'm just, just, Do you there put ketchup on anything? So there is just something about ketchup. and really, Because a meatloaf is, sandwich is the most underrated sandwich in America. It's the amount of ketchup that people put on things. Like, they just cake ketchup. It's just like like getting slimed on Nickelodeon, the amount of ketchup that people... Like, people get French fries, and they just pour ketchup okay on it. It's okay as long as it's hot. And you can you can only taste ketchup at that point. Oh, no, like that's ridiculous. There is something about ketchup that just it's kind of a turnoff for me. But so for me, it's gravy. You have to put gravy on meatloaf. And even then, I would go to say... 
about 98% of every meatloaf that you will ever try sucks. Really? Absolutely. No. It's dry. It's no, chewy. That's Abs- no. No, meatloaf is not dry. The best I'm meatloaf in Orlando. Made, if it's made correctly, you're no, right. No. I'm saying a majority of people who make it, if you have meatloaf at home, not very good. All right, so I'm going to treat you to a meatloaf on Monday. It's at Shannon's on South Orange Avenue. If you guys mm. out there have a better meatloaf than Shannon's, they have meatloaf Mondays. I think you would enjoy the meatloaf at Shannon's on Monday. I'm telling you. I mean, I'll bring it to the station if you need me to, but I'm telling you, Shannon's makes an incredible meatloaf. The other thing I wanted to ask you about is meatloaf only had one top 10 hit. I think by definition, that makes him a one-hit wonder. I would think so, yes. But you don't think of him as a one-hit wonder. I don't. People don't. So my question is, is with only four top 40 hits and only one top 10 hit, is he the most successful or most iconic artist that only had one hit? Give me a few other one-hit wonders because they're not coming to mind right now. I mean, do you have? I mean, who else is a that you can? Yeah, like a Aha, wonder, right? They had Take on Me. You had Mickey. Uh, you know M I C K E Y the song. You had um the Loof Balloon song. You had Desi's Midnight Runners with Come On Eileen. It's a lot of uh uh one-hit wonders that come to mind, but Meatloaf didn't seem to like he was still relevant. Like people would still go to meatloaf concerts but he only had one hit like who's going to see aha who's going to see desi and the midnight runners who's going to see midnight oil these songs you're referring to though are all bangers and that's the amazing thing about one hit wonders is you come up with something that everybody loves what was that korean dude that korean dude had that one hit wonder the gangnam Gangnam style yeah yeah, 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 i don't know i couldn't tell you the guy's name i have no idea but like some of these one hot one. Yeah, there it is, right there. He's a one-hit wonder, absolutely. Like, Los Lobos kind of got an entire career out of La Bamba, but there's not a lot that had that, like, walking in Memphis, but I'm not going to see Marcone anytime soon because even the I Wear My Sunglasses at Night, he had two hits. There's just not a lot of guys who were able, or guys or girls, who had full careers who would, like, still get, like, sell ticket concerts. With one hit. So you're contending that Meatloaf is the most relevant one-hit wonder artist ever. Ever. That's what you're contending. Ever. I got to look at a list here. I don't have one. I, I got <laughs> to look. I'm trying to think of what you would consider a one-hit wonder artist. One, one here, top ten why hit. You're, oh, no, no, I get it. But like, here's why you're probably right. He died today at 73. And we're talking about it. We're talking about it. Yes. So you're on to something. Is he the, the most relevant ever? I don't know. Let us know. Open mic. Like, I love the song Locomotion, but no one's going to see, you know. What year What year did I will do, I'd do Anything for Love come out? 76. Wow, it's older than I thought. Yeah, I was thinking like mid to late 80s. No. I was thinking, nah, it's only been like 30 years. It's been like 40 years, 50 yes. years. Yeah, almost 50 years. Almost 50. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably he's a top fiver for sure, I would think. I mean, that's my complete uneducated. I mean, I know you hate Mount opinion. Rushmore's, but he's easily Mount Rushmore of any 
one hit wonder in history. There's just nobody else I can think of because people would still go see meatloaf. I saw him at a downtown concert series and like it was packed. I remember people paying to see him. That makes no sense at all. He had one hit and it wasn't even that great of a hit. I don't know. The song's a banger. It's a good song. It's a, I mean, people love ballads. You get the right ballad. It's just right. Song's pretty good. All right. We'll play your open mics. Let us know uh, in the open mic in the WDBO app. We're live, local, and loud here on WDBO. WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580. Orlando's News and Talk. They're the oddest pair on the air. It's live, local, and loud. Back to Nick and Jerry. Wait a minute. One hit wonder. Paradise by the dashboard light. Meatloaf, Paradise by the dashboard it's light. It's not a top 10 hit. I said he had four other top 40 hits. Top 40, not top 10. Not top 10. So you're you're going to call him a one hit? Because I mean. I went online and they said that top 10 is is the line. That's the line. So if you have one of those and never one again. And none of the others were even close. I have to think, though, then there's a lot of one-hit wonders out there. There's there got to be a lot of people that, I mean, so yeah. I don't know if that, is that quite the line of demarcation that we I, it's want to 10. go with there? Top That's, 10. Hey, guys, y'all are forgetting Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. It's not that top was 10. in the 70s, and then I Would Do Anything for Love was in the 80s. That was the only one. That's it. By the way, I would do... Anything for Love came out in 1993. It was not in the 80s. 1993 is when. No, 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 no. Am that's, I way off? That's here? the re-release. Okay, so that's that's why Wikipedia is screwing yeah, me here. Yeah. Come on, Wikipedia. I know I don't. I know I don't donate, but I need you to keep the quality up. Let's go. All right, he's Jerry Daniels. I'm Nikki Football, live, local, and loud right here on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Open mic question of the night is Meatloaf. We have a lot of meatloaf stuff sitting out there, Jerry. You kind of confused me in the last second. Where are we? What's where are we with the meatloaf content here? I, I, my first question was: is is meatloaf better with gravy or with ketchup? And how do you eat your meatloaf? I like it with ketchup with a sandwich, so I like it between bread. And then the second question is: is meatloaf the most iconic one-hit wonder of all time? All right, and I think he might be it. Honestly, and come on, guys. I know you know some of his songs. I know a lot of bands out there that had no hits, and I can name a lot of their songs. But he had one hit. You hungry? Hey, Ma, can we get some meatloaf? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> he had one hit, guys. That's it. He had one top 10 album, Bad Out of Hell, and he had one top 10 song. That's it. That's it, guys. That's it. That's all he had. <laughs> That's it. There you go. But I'm just saying, I mean, I, I don't know how you can't do number one hits because there was a lot of hits that were really, really huge that never got to number one because like something like Whitney Houston or something stupid would sit there at the top spot, you know, for like Michael Jackson would have some stupid song that would last like 10 weeks as number one. Yeah. That's why you have to, you have to kind of change the way you look at it. I mean, yeah, it can't be just number ones. Well, of course it can't just be number ones. I mean, like, look at how do we, how do we rate the career of Charles Barkley or Patrick Ewing? Michael Jordan was there. Exactly. Sometimes number two is okay. I mean, I'm always looking forward to a number two, but I'll tell you right now, the, we got to uh, do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, it was, there. that was, 
But I'm telling you, of the one-hit wonder oh, guys, Meat Loaf is really there, there. But like, let's learn a lesson there, okay? Can we just teaching moment here on a Friday, okay? It's Friday. It's, it's a little, little, little teaching moment here. Just because it's there doesn't mean we need to take it. Just because that fruit is hanging low doesn't mean we need to pick it. Maybe it's not ready. <laughs> it was there. That is the good. That's got to be the greatest meatloaf uh, cameo in history, though. The Will I mean, Ferrell one? The Will Ferrell one. It's, it is one of the funniest cameos. But Will Ferrell does great cameos. But the cameo in Wedding Crashers, where he's Chet. Because <laughs> the whole movie they're talking about, oh, this guy is like... Chet, yeah. Chet. Yeah. It's not Chet Holmgren. That's the kid that plays for Gonzaga. <laughs> it's, I, I forget what it is. Chet, yeah. He's cleaning up, man. Chet, he's doing funerals. I think he's cleaning up. He sounds like <laughs> such a weirdo. <laughs> and they go over, he's living with his mom. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways... um. I don't know. Is there one hit wonder out there that I know you're not a huge music guy, but is there this one This is hit the wonder? problem. Is like I'm out of my element here. Like I could care I couldn't well, care you got less. Like the, the ones that come to mind are like like I mentioned Aha Take on Me, Whip It, Whip It Good by DeVoe, mm-hmm. I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred, The Macarena, It's Raining Men by The Weather Girls. It's I I, I don't it's not like I hear that song. Um Turning Japanese by The Vapors. Um, the Hustle by Van McCoy. There's a couple that stick to mind. By the way, a lot of these are dance songs, dance they related are. songs, and that's of usually course, what the they dance are. Became famous yes. exactly, but then the dance goes out of style. Gangnam Style. There's another one. Yes, completely overplayed. Yes, completely. There, there is a subset of individuals who all got married between the years of 2008 and 2015, <laughs> where all of them have the same wedding video of them doing the Gangnam Style dance. Yes, and now it's just the fad's over. It's done. Bust a move, that was a good one. That's a that's a dance move. Yeah, you're right. You know, I'm looking through them. They are all freaking lot of dance. Dances. Yes. Yeah, they're a lot all of dance ones because it has to do it has to do with the trend at the time. Like most of it, they're not well written songs. But like, I I would go as far as to say that I will do anything for love. Maybe one of the best composed. And I understand I am way out on a limb here, and I am not a music <laughs> expert. Okay. <laughs> But it is probably one of the better written, composed ballad. You know what I mean? I love it. You one scream it loud. One hit one. Oh, yeah. It comes on. Yeah. You go. By the way, you go it's out. It's like the Queen song, Bohemian Rhapsody. When it plays in the car. That's his banger. You're literally it's a screaming banger. it out in the That's car. That's what it is. You go, by the way, you go out tonight on a Friday, have yourself a couple yinglings, <laughs> get an Uber on your way home, and that thing comes out. You're on I-4, windows down, nice and cool this time of year. I have to ask you that question. What's that? Have you done that? Have I done what? Have you been singing like no one's watching and you get to a red light and you realize that you're singing loud and you look to the left and there's like hmm. cool people and they look over to you like, dude, what are you doing over there? First of all, if those people care, they're not cool. There's <laughs> number one. Number two, I plead the fifth counselor. <laughs> See, I've had that happen. Sometimes you're vibing. So see, like in high school, and then you pull up to red light, and you're like high jamming school. High to school, something. Man. I'm 32. This happened I, last week. No, oh, come on. Okay, never mind. High school, yeah. Ice, ice, baby. What's the most embarrassing Ooh, song you got one. caught? Well, singing? this reminds me of the scene from the movie Office Space, where the character Michael Bolton is doing the rap songs. He's singing. I, yes. A J. I think it yes. was a Jay Z song yes. or something yes. like that. Yes. Yes. And then he, the traffic starts. And someone pulls up next to him, and he puts the windows up and turns it way down. Hey man, if you're vibing, you might as well just enjoy yourself. I don't know why no, no one's here to judge. Of the songs I remember pulling up to Red Light and being embarrassed from, Ice Ice Baby was one of them. I remember being completely embarrassed. Such a good song. Though. And whoop, there it is. 
whoop, there you it should, is. And I was shaking in the car. You should be embarrassed. And I was doing one. the hand motion like I'm, you know, like slapping that's... something, you know, whoop, there it is. That's salt and pepper, isn't it? I think it is. Oh, is it? I think it no, is. No, it's tag team. Tag team back again. Oh, yeah, whoop, right. There it is. Remember, because they did the song about ice cream. Remember? Yeah, I thought that was salt Scoop. and pepper. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. Oom, chicka, chicka, oom, chicka, chicka. No, you're right. It's tag team. No. It is tag team. Yep. But I don't know. I try to. I try to sometimes look like I'll be like in a car and I'm trying to make sure. Or you'll roll the window. What's the coolest move? You roll the window up. Do you own it? Yeah, you just go for it. Might you as do? well. Because <laughs> I roll the window up. I put my you sunglasses know? back on and I pull my gla- I pull my. I pull my hat down. No, you're never going to see those people again. Because I'm a very white dude, and I've been busted doing, like, a very not, like, you know. Because some songs, there's lyrics in some songs that I shouldn't be uttering in my car really loud, you know, by certain artists. We'll leave it at that. So I try to keep a low profile when I get busted for it because I don't want someone getting out of their car and beating my butt because I might have been saying certain lyrics that I probably shouldn't have been saying. All right, let us know in the open mic in the WDBO app. Uh, is Meatloaf the most famous one-hit wonder singer? Hey, guys. Hey. Maybe it's because he had a top 10 album, not mm-hmm. just a top 10 he song. Did. He did. That helped him prolong his career. But was it not the song? So this is a chicken or an egg debate here we're going to have on Meatloaf. He did have a top 10 album. By the way, I believe there is It was number one in the UK, so if someone wants to argue that it was a number one hit, it was number one in the UK. Um, I'm I'm good. I don't need to spend my time on that. I think it's that. singles. I don't think it's albums. You think it's albums? I. So so when, it's still only top ten. It wasn't a number one album. So it was yeah, a top ten. Well, when one hit and wonders are discussed, we don't discuss the albums. We only discuss the the we hit. Only discuss the songs. That's yeah. It. And it was this one song that right. carried the album. That's my point. Yeah. Right. That, it is yeah. the chicken and egg. You, you chicken or an egg. It. So wait yeah, a minute. Yeah. Is it the album that created the song? The song that created the album. It's the song that created the album. Everyone bought the damn album because they wanted to listen to the damn song. Yeah, because that was back in the day where you couldn't just stream the one song. Exactly. It was pre-Napster, people. It was pre-Napster. By the way, egg on a meatloaf sandwich was... is butter. You were mentioning. You know, I'm just saying. You were mentioning eggs. Eggs on a meatloaf sandwich are incredible, and you got to make sure you get a little bit of the meatloaf juice into the bread so it's gotta it can't be one of those sandwiches where you just make fast you gotta let it sit there for a while and i'm gonna recommend the following just like a grilled cheese sandwich you have to do the flip so once you make the meatball sandwich you have to do the one flip so that the meatball juices then go to the other side so i'd start the sandwich upside down and then you flip it almost like an upside down pineapple cake or pineapple upside down cake. I guess it's called a pineapple upside down cake. You got to have the juices get through it. That's the key to a meatloaf sandwich. The Grateful Dead is probably the best uh, one hit wonders. Deadheads? Yeah. Come so, defend your people. So here's the problem with the Grateful Dead. And I, I love the Grateful Dead. Here's the problem with the Grateful Dead. The one hit they had, an actual hit, Touch of Grey. Deadheads hate the song. Like, they don't even want to admit that it's a Grateful Dead song. It's kind of like Styx. Styx fans don't want to admit that Mr. Roboto is actually a Styx song. Just like Steve Miller fans don't want to admit that Abracadabra is a Steve Miller song. Literally every Grateful Dead fan I know can't stand Touch of Grey. 
it's like Dave Matthews fans. If you go up to him and you go, oh, I love the marching of the ants or ants marching. They get mad at you because they're like, dude, he's got other songs. I know, right? but the ants marching is so good. <laughs> I understand. Close to you. But Dave Matthews fans get I so angry. I, I hear they're you. They're like, DMB he does fans. three day shows. Yep. And the only stupid song you know is Ants Marching? You gotta have the fiddle in there. We'll talk about something coming up next, I'm sure. Live, local, and loud. You are listening to Live, Local, and Loud. Here's Nick and Jerry. So you're telling me this is the Dave Matthews Band song that everybody hates. All the Dave Matthews Band fans hate. They don't hate. It's it's not like the Grateful Dead song or the Sticks song or the, or the uh, a few of the other ones I mentioned. But this is the one where when you bring it up, Dave, Dave Matthews purists get upset with you. Yeah. They're like, dude, he's got other hits. So you're telling me this is the equivalent because they want to know whether or not a real Dave Matthews Band fan. That's what yes. you're saying. So if this you is bring the up this song, then they you lose all credibility. This is the equivalent to the follow-up question I have for every person from Chicago. They say, I'm from Chicago. I'm like, oh, really? What part? And if you don't give me an intersection, I'm like, you're not from. That's not. You don't tell me Pulaski and Addison, right, or something <laughs> like that. Because most people, it's like, oh, you're from Chicago. That's great. Where are you from? Schaumburg. No, that's Milwaukee. No, it's not. I know why you don't want to say you're from Milwaukee, but yeah. that's not the same thing. So that's what you're telling me? Yes. It's like people who tell you they love Chicago food, and then they say deep, deep dish, dish pizza. pizza. They lose all credibility. I mean, seriously. They lose all credibility. Or pizza, people though. tell you they're from New York, and they tell you the, the, that New York about New York food, and then they tell you about New York pizza. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? By the way, Dave Matthews, technically, if we're, if we're breaking this down, could be in are. the running there's for nothing, nah, there's nothing one, one band hit, like one hit wonder. Why do you say that? Because that's the only top ten hit. Hmm. Interesting. So I might ask, maybe Dave Matthews is the number one iconic one hit wonder band of all time. By the way, our open mic question of the night, Meatloaf passing away today at the age of 73? That's right, right? 74. 70, 74. 74, okay. Yeah. And he passed away uh, from COVID. Yeah. Passed Complicate, away from COVID. The complications of COVID. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Complications due to COVID. Yeah. Uh, was he the most famous one-hit wonder artist of all ever? Time. Yes. Dexy's Midnight Runners. I had that on my list. But here's the question. If you want to. And Men Without Hats. Oh, come on, Eileen. That's yeah, okay. Come on, Eileen. I had yeah. come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen is definitely that's one of them. There's but, another. There's another bang. But here's that my comes question: in the car. How many of those bands are you going to see in concert? Like, there's a lot of Defoe fans out there. So your point here is the correlation between the song and then actually booking arenas. Yes. And Meatloaf's booking arenas. Baby. Yes. Yes. And so did the Grateful Dead. The problem is, is the one hit the Grateful Dead have, none of the Grateful Dead fans want to admit to it. In fact, oh, it's a good song. You want to talk about another song if it comes on when you're drunk yeah. in the back of an Uber? This is another one. Huh? I love this song, man. We do not retain any of the rights to play any of this music, by the way. I'm very sorry, people. 
Actually, that's all Melodic Play. I think play. we I'm sorry. play BMG. I have no idea. I thought we paid for BMG. I have no idea. I'm just, I'm not getting sued. It's Friday night. I want to go It's a BMG. Out. I think we pay for BMG. I have no idea. We're it's a music, like, it's a Friday. 98.9 is hey, like 10 I'm feet telling down you, the hallway. It's Friday night. I want to go have a beer How an hour. How is 98.9 allowed to play that song, but we can't play They're it? They're a different radio station, No, Gerald. I think we all play, pay the BMG rights. Okay, by the way, the opinions of Jerry Daniels and the music he wants to play did not affect Cox Media Group. It's a good song. Take us out, Nick. One zero seven three FM and AM five eighty, Orlando's news and talk. Live, local, and loud. Who are these knuckleheads? Passion. We have no clear star. We can lose anybody and still be as good. Energy. You are obsessed with his mother. I'm a little uncomfortable with how obsessed with his mother you are. And a whole lot of laughs. Oh, crap, all of you. It's live, local, and loud. We have a show on a Marconi award-winning station. This is like playing for the Yankees. Here's Nick Grinowitz and Jerry Daniels. All right, it's our final hour of uh, the week, live, local, and uh, loud, right here on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580. Orlando's news and talk, he is Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Runnowitz, Nikki Football. You can get in touch, 844-580-9326. That's 844-580-9326. Also, in the open mic in the WDBO app, just download the app, click on the open mic. We will play those throughout the show. You doing okay in there? Yeah, I'm sorry. All right, no, it's all right. You have a little meatloaf stuck? No, it's we're full we're full allergy season now. We are. Oh my god. You sure it's it's only allergies? Shut up. I stand in a Publix, man, and someone coughs and you I see know. people, they scatter. I know. Someone I was on a plane last week. It's, a, on my it's way. after the first freeze. Like the pollen just like the trees just start having sex everywhere. That is a way to put it. <laughs> so I was on a plane last week and cleared my throat. Yeah. And three rows all turned and looked at me. <laughs> no. Like, what? No. what do you think? <laughs> How's he look? <laughs> Super spreader? <laughs> I know. How much longer do I have left on this plane? <laughs> well, you're all wearing masks on the plane. Well, most people are wearing masks. There are a few people who won't wear no, them. No, let, let's get it. By the way, if you missed that story <laughs> during the news. I don't love my mask, people, but... To, no, to, to, it's to awful, do, man. But it's to awful. do what this guy did, so, you're you're a moron. So I'm not going to throw away this, my life for this. This this is the passenger that was going from Miami to the UK, right? Yeah. So this we talked about this story earlier this week, and I I just I heard that story that Alex Stone did for ABC News. You heard it at the top of the hour. No, this was a different dude. This different. Yeah, that was oh, a lady. Right. The other one, the other one was a lady. It was and there was from Miami to London. Okay, this one's from London to Miami. You're right. This is from London to Miami. There's this a common denominator person. here, people. That is quite the flight. <laughs> so this is another person that didn't want to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. And so normally when I hear about these stories, it's a passenger may or may not be drunk, but it's like it's a quick. Com- I'm always like, all right, this is probably over in like a minute, two minutes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the passenger yeah. doesn't get up from their seat, and it's just like, all right, forget it, we're moving on. This passenger, I just. When you get the play-by-play of what he did <laughs> in totality. So you, let, you have to do your own version of this let's, play-by-play. By let's the way. just play. Let's play Alex Stone's <laughs> uh, cut here because you hear, okay, passenger yeah. arrested for not wanting to wear a mask. Federal yeah. prosecutors say 29-year-old Shane McInerney refused to wear a mask. Okay, that's not a big deal. 29-year-old. Yeah, you're thinking no fly list. Refused, right. No fly list, exactly. But yeah. you hear, okay, they want 20 years yes, maybe it's gotta in prison. Yeah, it's got to be bad, yeah. 20 yeah. years in prison. You're like, 20 years in prison <laughs> for not wanting to wear a mask. Is that it? Well, no. 
That's not that's that's not com- completely it. <laughs> Went up to first class, pulled down his pants and underwear, and mooned a flight attendant. Oh, that, whoa, wait. Okay. That's what did him in, by the way. So, because okay. that's sexual misconduct or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and if there was yeah. minors in the front in the first class section, they're gonna have him on a couple of lists. Yeah. yeah. Like now he's All like right. so he pulled down. By the way, dude. by the way, I am I am I'm not impressed. That's the wrong word, but I am stunned. At how freely this man moved about the cabin. Okay, go ahead. So he gets because they have the little curtain. He gets, there. right. The he, curtain should block the butt. He right? gets to the front of the plane. Yeah, is somehow able to derobe, show everyone the goods. <laughs> and that, I mean, like twenty years for that. That's all right. That's it, right? Put his that's, hat on the captain's head, and oh, he was able to put his hat on the captain's head. The head, <laughs> the captain is just standing there, stunned, with now a hat on. There is a half naked man in front of him. But that's, don't captains normally have hats? Don't they have the little? Captain hats? I don't know. I, I, I guess so. All right. Well, he's done, right? Through a soda at another passenger on a flight from Dublin to New York. As are from Dublin, by the way, not the UK. Dublin. Oh, okay. So this man <laughs> decided I didn't want to wear a mask, then ran to the front of the airplane. Actually, you were going to pick two cities to get in trouble Is from. Is this Antonio Brown? Oh, wow. On a plane, didn't want to wear a mask, took his clothes off, and then spiked the soda like it's a touchdown. <laughs> this is... This is a lot. I'm just saying. It is. It is epic. I'm. I'm slightly. I'm slightly. I don't want it, the word it's "impressed" epic. is the wrong word. Federal prosecutors say 29-year-old Shane McInerney refused to wear a mask, went okay. up to first class, pulled down his pants and underwear, and mooned a flight attendant. You sure this wasn't Conor McGregor? Threw a soda at another passenger on a flight from Dublin to New York. So this guy's going to go to jail for a little while. 20 years. I don't understand why. So this is what always. He won't get 20 years. This is what gets me, though. They about, want to scare other people from doing it. it. Well, that, that's the thing. They want to make, they want to make a, uh, uh, an example of this individual, yeah, yeah. yes. But this is kind of always what gets me about not the anti-maskers, but the people that want to fight about it. Yeah. You're not going to win. Yeah, just what's, keep, okay, fine. I'm just going to walk outside. Well, it's just what, what's, so what's winning in that scenario? They're not going to let you sit on the plane and not wear the mask. Right, wrong, indifferent, how you feel drunk. about it. I'm sure he had to be drunk, Okay. But I see people in grocery stores that want to throw hands over it. But you're well, not getting on a no-fly list for a grocery yeah, store. You're just getting thrown out of the no. Publix. All right, let's get to my uh, my NFL picks, by the way. We've got... Uh, but I have to ask you one quick one. All right, question. go ahead. Yeah, we got to get to the picks here. If you are going to pick one flight that's going to have someone who's going to get thrown off of it for this sort of behavior, what two cities would you imagine it would fly between? Because I got to believe a flight between New York and Dublin... Has to be high on the list. Yeah, it definitely does. New York and Dublin. I would think something like Vegas and Boston. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I think Miami Vegas, and Vegas. Miami and Vegas is another. The Miamis, they are, they're they're a little more. You know, maybe um, mellow. Maybe you want to go too too smaller. Austin, Austin, Texas, and something. Nashville? Austin, Texas, and Nashville. That's the one, right? <laughs> the guy's bachelor party don't, uh, uh, location, and then of course the bachelorette party location. All right, let's get to the NFL picks here. By the way, our buddy Andy Jordan's going to join us in just about twenty minutes from now. We'll break down the Orlando. I'm ready for this. All right, four games. I did my own, so we're good. Four, okay, four games. Here we go. All right, by the way, six games last week. Who went three and three? Derek Carr completes that pass in the end zone. Uh, we're, we're four and two. We feel a little bit differently. All right, let's start with the first game. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, first game of the postseason for the Titans. Bengals, I think in some respects, stunned everyone last week by performing the way that they did. First playoff game for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and these guys. Uh, the Titans, by the way, are three and a half point favorites at home. This is a pick 'em. 
I'm taking I'm taking the Bengals, Jerry. I'm yeah. doing it. No, I think you're I'm right. I'm doing it. Derrick Henry practiced this. He week. is healthy, but we game, don't know how healthy. Right. Game time decision. Yes. They have not, which means he's yes. gonna play. If you get him but out we of, don't know if he's hundred percent. If you pull him out of mothballs and all that, you get him ready for this game. And I, and I, I have a lot play. and I think the better coach is in Tennessee. I agree. But I think I think this is I think Joe Burrow, this is where this is Joe Burrow's coming out party. This is the one right here. Yeah. So I agree. Mike Vrabel's the better coach. Tennessee has the better defense, but I think in terms of quarterback dynamic offense, that's all Cincinnati. And the question is, can Zach Taylor dial up enough plays, dial up enough of an offensive scheme to get them in the end zone? I think they're going to have to score around 28 points to win this game. Uh, I will take the Bengals plus three and a half. All right, Saturday night game. How about this? Aaron Rodgers, if he makes it to the Super Bowl, is going to have to exercise all the demons, I think, which will tell you who I think is going to win the Buccaneers-Rams game. But he's going to have to go through the Niners, who have beaten him in. uh, He's 0-4 in the postseason against the 49ers, which is kind of insane. Aaron Rodgers. That's a crazy stat. 0-4 against the Niners in the postseason. And, of course, last year lost to Tom Brady. Uh, This year, I don't think it happens, though. Green Bay, five-and-a-half-point favorites. The Niners come in. Joey Bosa hasn't practiced much due to a concussion. Uh, They've got a few other players who are uh, dealing with injuries uh, in this one. I think it's the Packers, and I think it's the Packers quite easily. I think Jimmy Garoppolo shows up. And, and, and plays with, by the way, sprained shoulder, injured hand. He's working through, you know, a couple of different injuries. I'm going to take the Packers minus five and a half here. I think that this is, you know, a big Aaron Rodgers game, and they win by probably 10 points, maybe maybe two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, this is. there's no way the 49ers walk out of this one. Yeah, it's Green Bay. All right, Sunday, first game, three, three o'clock game, by the way, noontime for the L.A. Rams. The Buccaneers hosting L.A. Um, if you recall, these two teams played much earlier in the season. We talked to Chase Bunker about it earlier this week, and the Rams shellacked the Buccaneers. This is Tom Brady revenge time. The Rams, I, I, this is probably a team the Buccaneers didn't want to see in terms of no, the pass rush. But there's this an advantage all, here. This is all going to deter- be determined, in my opinion, game day by can Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen played play. They're both on track to play, from what I understand. Tampa Bay is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, which means if I get Tom Brady and less than a field goal, then I'm going to take Tom Brady every single time. This is the biggest stage that Matt Stafford has ever played on in his entire career. He played well but not great in Sunday's in Monday night's win over the You have the this as a noon game? Well, no, no. It's a 3 o'clock game okay. East Coast, but also West Coast noon game for yeah. the Rams. Yeah. We're working body clocks. Yeah, here, you're man. right. So that's, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. Why. I'm going to take the Buccaneers minus two-and-a-half. I think this is the upset game. This is the one. So you got the Rams. Yeah. I don't blame you. I see a lot of people taking the Rams. I get it. I totally understand. In fact, I stared at it for a really long time. I really wanted to take the this Rams. This is the only one we're disagreeing on but, because I know what your next one is. But but here's the thing. Really, who do you think I'm taking in that one? Which but, The next one? Yeah, let me finish this. I'll finish this one real quick. All right. Um, I, th- I think the Buccaneers... They're better on special teams. I think that they're going to be able to throw the ball on the Rams. Uh, This is all going to be about the stars aligning for L.A., and I think the Buccaneers edge them in this one. All right, Bills Chiefs, Sunday night game, 6.30. This is appointment television. This game's for the Super Bowl. Winner of this game plays in the Super Bowl. The winner of this game is going to beat either the Bengals or the Titans. Uh, It is Kansas City minus two. Now, I love love Josh Allen. Oh, that that move, by the way. Did it? Where are we at? One and a half. 
Oh, okay. Now, yeah, definitely. I'm going to take Kansas City minus one and a half. Then. Yes. Oh, we're I've got on the, the same Chiefs. page. Yeah. Yes. You're telling me this game is basically a pick. Yes. I'm going to take the yes. Chiefs. I think Patty Mahomes has it rolling. I think yes. they're healthy. Yes. Buffalo yes. looked good in that win over New England, but that's New England. Team I thought you with. I thought you were going to go the other I way. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I, I, I can't really honestly it. thought you were going to pick Buffalo. If the Bills win this game, I won't be surprised. But when I have a pick them in this scenario, I think I have the better all-around head coach in Andy Reid. Yes. Who is, who is going to the Hall of Fame. I think I have the better all-around quarterback. Big game. This for yes. me is who am I taking in a big game, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? They may be one and five on my list in terms of big games, but I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. I also have the better receiving core. I love Stefan Diggs, but it's not Kelsey and Hill. Uh, the run game for Kansas City is better. If that defense shows up and is average, I think Kansas City wins this game. Oh, yeah. And they're at home and favored by less than a touchdown, a point and a half. I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs. So there we go. Those are my NFL picks. We're down to only four games here. The season's almost over. I'm going to take the Bengals plus three and a half, the Packers minus five and a half. Jerry and I disagree here. I'm going to take Tampa minus two and a half. He's got the Rams. We're both taking the Chiefs minus one and a half. We'll get to Jerry's one dumb thing next. We're live, local, and loud. The most enjoyable part of your evening commute it's live, local, and loud. Here's Nick and Jerry. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Live, local, and uh, loud right here on WDB. Always Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Grunowitz, Nikki Football. Of course, we give it to you every single week at this time. It's time for Jerry's One Dumb Thing. One Dumb Thing. It's time for Jerry's One Dumb Thing on Live, Local, and Loud. All right, what do you got for me? I had something happen really sad this week. I went to a Chick-fil-A. And no, it wasn't Sunday. It was a Saturday, so it was open. Got in the line, was all excited for my large lemonade, my Polynesian dipping sauce, and my waffle oh, fries. Yeah. I got to the wind, not the window, but those little people standing outside with the little tablets. The wall? Whatever they are. No, they're actually standing like out there with like tablets. And they go, okay. hello, sir, what can I get you today? I would like a large waffle fry. <gasps> I'm sorry, sir. We don't have waffle fries. So I grabbed wait, my wait. large orange juice. Wait, they don't have what? They didn't have waffle fries. For the second time in two years, that's right, December of 2019 was the last time due to whatever, the supply chain prevented due to whatever Chick-fil-A from getting waffle fries. The supply chain is now officially hit waffle fries. Now, before you think I'm just crazy. Now this is a national emergency, by the way. It gets worse. Before it was an annoyance. Now there's no Chick-fil-A waffle fries. This is a national emergency. It gets worse. All right. So I'm like, ah, oh, it's no big deal. There's a PDQ down the street. What do they right. got? They waffle got waffle fries. fries. Of course. So I get in line. I get up to the thing. Now they don't have the nice little people standing outside with the tablets, but it's mm. okay. I go up to the screen. I go, I would like a large order of waffle fries. They're like, sure. Come on up. So I pay the little window dude, and then I get the bag. Get that bag. The bag has normal fries in it. No waffle fries. No waffle fries. I go, what is this? They go, oh, we're out of waffle fries. So I ask you, my friend, dear Nick, is it worse that I didn't get waffle fries at Chick-fil-A, or is it worse that I got faked out and paid for normal fries at PDQ? So I would always rather get fries than no fries at all. I would always rather have fries than I've never fried at all. I think I've been I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Benoogled. Sh- swindled. Okay. 
I would have rather them just tell me so they, they don't just have told overrides. You. So I, I guess that the right business thing to do in that scenario would be, sir, what we we don't have what you. No, are they let us me for. get up there all excited. Yep, and gave me. What tasted like Wendy's fries. And if anybody knows out there, the only thing worse than Wendy's fries yep. are Burger King fries. Now, I will tell you, if you have a Frosty, then Wendy's fries are fine. But there was no Frosties. It was PDQ. Like I said, I think the supply chain now, this is now a national It's epic emergency. now, man. It's epic. Can I? Is that your one dumb thing? Yes. Okay. Can I jump in with a yes. quick one dumb yeah, thing ahead. before we go here? Okay. So, of course, sad day. Meatloaf passed away, right? Yes. So, Weber Grills does what you call the weekly recipe of the week. Oh, they do. I love yes. Weber. Yes. In fact, many people that I know, they subscribe to this of the week. Love Weber. I have a Genesis, too. We have reached a point with company wokeness where they are concerned about insulting anybody. Why? Oh, no. Weber Grills Don't today Weber sent an email out. Dear subscriber, oh, God. this morning you received our weekly recipe of the week email, yeah. which is sent to you every Friday. In today's email, we highlighted a grilled meatloaf recipe. At the time we shared this recipe with you, we were not aware of the unfortunate passing of American singer and actor. Oh, come on! Mr. Marvin Lee Aday, also known as Meatloaf. We're joking here, right? <laughs> we're joking here that people would have outrage. Is somebody <laughs> outraged that Weber Grills... Sent out a grilled meatloaf recipe on also the day that so happened to be the day where meatloaf passed away. Uh, you want to talk about dumb things. Oh, we're, we're, we're out of country. Do not give in to the woke mob. All right. Our buddy Andy Jordan's going to join us next. We're live, local, and loud right here on WDBO. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.